Jordan, can you believe it is the ninth annual Shonen Flop Awards, aka the Floppies? Wow, the ninth! I, I can't believe we did yeah. this for nine years, David. Oh my god. Well, we didn't do it for the first six years of the show. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We did this for 15 fucking years. No, I mean, it's like. <laughs> I know, it's almost as old as my youngest son. Oh, yes, David. Oh, man, I can't believe we, we both got million-dollar-a-year jobs, you know? God, yeah. All you just have to do is plagiarize a ton of content and hope that H-Bomber guy doesn't figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> oh, genius. Yes, genius. So, for those who are unaware, the floppies are our awards where we do things like biggest jump in quality, biggest waste of time, and craziest ending. David, I just want to say we we didn't start this uh, properly, so let me just say welcome everybody to year three of the floppies! Yeah, 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 yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> most prestigious award in podcasting and manga at the same time. As everybody knows, this is a make or break for careers, David. Yes! We actually work with Shueisha to decide who gets a second chance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you win a positive award, you will come back and are guaranteed to not get a flop. Even if your manga yes. sucks, it will go on for 100 chapters. <laughs> At minimum. Minimum. And so the name of the game is we'll be reading off the award. Jordan and I will both reading off our three nominees. There may be some overlap, and ultimately we will decide between the two of us who is the winner of that award. We also have some community awards, so you may hear from some speeches from the community, from our team, or even some from a past guest. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a bunch of awards. We have 25 awards tonight. So, Jordan, let's get started. Our first award of the night. The first category is... Biggest jump in Biggest quality. Biggest jump in quality! <laughs> Jordan, who did you nominate? Jordan's nominees are Fabricant 100, Ichigaki's Under Control, and Nanohazard. Nice. It was kind of hard to... Uh, <laughs> yeah. what Jordan what? my nominees are the exact same three series. <laughs> the exact same? I have Fabricant 100, Nanohazard, and Ichikoki's Under Control. <laughs> so, uh, Jordan, we don't have an easy winner because we didn't have just one that overlapped. Is there one out of those three you feel most passionate about? And don't forget that going from terrible to mediocre is just a big jump from going good to great. Yeah, oh uh, man, I mean, I remember disliking Fabricant 100's first chapter and was surprised when it got better. Nanohazard, I didn't really dislike the first chapter, it just didn't blow me away. So I'm going to say Fabricant 100 because that wound up being like a pretty good series. I kind of like Ichigoki because it was one of the fucking most dog shit things. And then by the end, we were kind of like, this wasn't the worst thing we've ever read. I think it went from like being a surefire certified flop to just being a regular flop. But Fabricate 100 for me went from being just a flop to not a flop, like fucking good manga. You know what? For the Dami Mommy, we'll give it to her. Dami Mommy wins. And the winner of Biggest Jump in Quality is Fabricate 100. This is Fabricate 100's first award of the night. Biggest Drop in Quality. All right, next up, we have, in contrast, the biggest drop in quality, and mine were Demon's Plan, Kekiryusei, and Tokyo Demon Bride Story. How about you, Jordan? 
mine were close. It was Takeki Ryusei, Demon's Plan, and Kako and the False Detective. Ah, uh, I feel like Kako just, it was just always okay. I'm fine to strip that and Tokyo Demon right off and yeah. just make it between it. So out of those, because Demon's Plan was, it had one really solid chapter and then it didn't live up to it. Takeki Ryusei, we were like six chapters deep until we realized it was slowly starting to shit the bed. Yeah, the thing about Takeki Ryusei, though, I was like, this is going to rule. This kicks ass. This is amazing for the first six, six chapters. And then it just sucks. Yeah, I think we got to give it to Takeki. Yeah. The winner for biggest drop in quality is Takeki Ryusei. What a disappointment. What a disappointment. What a <laughs> fucking disappointment. This is Takeki Ryusei's first award of the night. Sora of the Year also known as the best character in a bad manga. All right, next up, we have a Shonen Flaw personal award, Sora of the Year, a.k.a. best character in a bad manga. What were your nominees, Jordan? Sora of the Year! So this one was pretty funny because we reread uh, Beast Children and realized that Sora is actually not as good of a character as we remembered. Y yeah. I also didn't really feel like Beast Children could be nominated for these things because there's no, a reread. I, I didn't nominate Beast Children. Except for like the six word summary award. Yeah, Beast Children, uh, that, that that would not be fair. But anyway, for uh, nomination, the nominations of Sora of the Year for me, Kako for from Kako and the False Detective. Yep. Flower from Ichigaki's Under Control. And this one's kind of cheating, but Anna from Butsu Zone. <laughs> Oh, God. So mine were also Kako. I had Sarah Warren from Amalgam of Distortion and uh, Karuru from Tokyo Demon Bride Story. I completely forgot to Sarah Warren and I was actually re-listening to that episode and I was oh. like, oh, yeah, she's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I totally <laughs> forgot that Sarah Warren existed. Yeah. Oh, my God. She fucking sounds like a politician. Sarah Warren does kind of rule. <laughs> I think Sarah Ward was probably the best villain of any manga we read this year. Yeah, but I mean, the thing about Kako is that I just loved Kako the whole time. I just love how she embodies that damn bitch. You live like this energy it's for the so entire good. series. It's so good. I, I mean, I got to give it to Kako. I mean, that's the one that we both found, you know. I'm fine with that. The winner is Kako from Kako and the False Detective. This is Kako and the False Detective's first award of the night. Parent of the Year. All right. Next up, parents are very important in Shonen Flop, mostly because they don't exist. Mostly because 90% of the time they don't exist. Every now and then they show up. Oh. So we want to honor the best parent of the year. And my nominees are the dad from Stars, mm -hmm. 100 from Fabricant 100, and of kill? course, needs no introduction, our very own Max EV, who actually just welcomed their second child this year. So I had the dad from Stars, the dad from Nikowapa. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. And um, I initially had the mom from from Nano Hazard, but I'm going to get rid of that for Maxi B. I think Maxi B is a true, true winner of the year. Maxi B has provided a speech here. Thank you, thank you. It is with great pride that I accept the award for best non-fictional parent. And why not? Why shouldn't I win? I've not died, abandoned my children to go adventuring, turned out to secretly be the villain, abandoned my principles because of the horrors of war, become possessed by a lich, been killed because of my sick swords, killed myself in a way that has irreversibly traumatized my child and left them a crippling debt that leads to them fusing with a chainsaw dog, or fused either of my children with their dog. Instead, I have fed and clothed and cut my kids, taught them how to human, as is appropriate to their age, and had my body torn apart and harvested by fabricants so they can inherit my massive healing ability. Uh, I mean, I also cleaned their pooey bums. That one. Yeah, thanks. And listener, if you think that that's cheating, it doesn't count, fuck you. Jordan, who would you give for best fictional parent of the year? Oh, I would give it to the dad from Nikowapa. 
Really? I, I we overlap with 100 and the dad from Stars. Ah, uh, I mean, if you're considering 100 as a parent, 100 is essentially their legal guardian. It's not like she's biologically related to the dad in Nikawapa. Okay. I think the dad from Stars, though, is truly, he was so fucking supportive of his son. Yeah. In a way you so rarely, there was like no notes to his supportiveness. But the thing is, I hadn't considered 100. Now that I am considering 100, I'm going to say 100. Because 100 was just the better character. Fair enough. You're right. And she also shows up more than in two chapters. But is she a good parent? I don't know, because she does want to kill her son. You know what? I'm going to give it to the dad from Stars, actually. Okay. Because, like, 100 was the best character out of this, but she wasn't that great of a parent. All right. And the winner of Best Parent is the dad from Stars, a.k.a. Standards. (laughs) This is Standards' first award of the night. Best Art. I nominated Cyborg Grandpa G, Tamaku Cinema, and Takeki Ryusei. Okay, so for mine, it was actually Cyborg Grandpa G, Takeke Ryusei, and Amalgam of Distortion. Oh, interesting. Well, Dragon Chameleon is so well drawn. So, Jordan, I would say definitely it's between Cyborg Grandpa G and Takeke Ryusei. I want to give it to Keki. I honestly don't know how he was able to draw that quality out every week. Takeki looks amazing. It looks like a monthly series. Yeah. The thing about Cyborg Grandpa G is that it's also so creative. Yeah. The two are comparable in in terms of, like, quality, mm-hmm. but, like, the creativity. Cyborg Grandpa G, I feel like, has much more variety. You know, I, I guess that's fair. So it's you, you would value the creative you saw rather than true technical skill? Well, they both have true technical skill. It's like... Yeah. I, like, I don't know I just think Takekiri Yusei, from, like, an objective standpoint, is better drawn than Cyborg Grandpa G. Ooh, in terms tough. of the sheer individual quality of each panel. Oof. I'm not sure, but I mean, I'm down to give it to Takegiri, you say. If it you needs know. it. Well, it already won biggest drop in quality. <laughs> That's not a good award to win. <laughs> it, it has a floppy, though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right. The winner of best art is Takegiri, you say. This is Takegiri, you say, second floppy of the night. Takegiri, you say, oh my god! Worst art. And now here's the version of Lord you don't want to win. No. Worst art. <laughs> Who did you nominate, Jordan? So, for worst art, I nominated Do Retry, yep. Demon's Plan, and Metallica Metaluka. <laughs> I'm surprised I nominated Do Retry, Metallica Metaluka, and Ichigoki's Under Control because we thought it was so ugly we knew it was going to get canceled. The thing is, though, Ichigoki's Under Control, it was a stylistic choice that was ugly. <laughs> the actual, like, attempts at the style were good. We just hated the style. Fine. So I guess uh, it's between Do Retry and Metallica Metaluka. Or Meta- Metaluka. Yeah. I kind of want to give it to Do Retry because having good art was so much more important to a boxing manga. Yeah. And how did the offer continually fuck up proportions in the one genre? It actually really, really has to matter because they can't do it, David. And they made a bad decision by doing a boxing manga. So we're going to give it to Do Retry. Do Retry. This is Do Retry's first floppy of the night. Ah, Do Retry. You suck so much. All right. Go do a heroin about it. Yeah. Most annoying character. Next up, much like myself, we have most annoying character. This is a character we absolutely hated every time they showed up. My nominees are Masao from Ichigoki's Under Control, all of the boomers from Champagne, <laughs> and Anjo Haruki from Rookie Policeman Kuroko. 
Oh, man. I, like, uh, almost nominated at the, the exact same thing. All the boomers from Champagne, but I did not. I got Miss Sal from Michigaki's Under Control, the boy from Shonen Shoujo, and, yeah, the sexual harassment cop from Kiriko. All right. Um, so, Jordan, I guess what do you hate more, boomers or sexual harassment is kind of what I feel. I feel like I got I got to go with sexual harassment, yeah, especially because that was one character versus many <laughs> characters. All right. We'll give it to him. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, he did not go to jail, you piece of fucking shit. He's starting to, to grow up one of the hostesses. Oh, God. Oh, God. Security, security. This is Policewoman Kiriko's first floppy of the night. <laughs> the best host read six-word summary. All right, Jordan, now we have our special award where we have best host six-word summary. And as a tradition, I nominate three of yours and you nominate three of mine. And then we say, ultimately, what was our favorite six-word summary that each of us came up with? Yeah. So, Jordan, for you, I said that my top three from you were from Fabricant 100. Fabricants want one thing. It's disgusting. <laughs> Thank you. From Ichigoki's Under Control, Obama chuckled, <laughs> you mean chaos testicles? <laughs> and from Cochran the False Detective, Detective Store Until Offer Gets Horny. And Jordan, I have to say I laugh every single fucking time I think about the chaos testicles. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's <laughs> my such a, such a stupid fucking six-word summary. Um, how about you, Jordan? <laughs> so I had, for Amalgam of Distortion, Mermaid Murder, Mermaid Murder, Mermaid Murder. <laughs> Cyborg Grandpa G, the inflatable tube man of manga, and for Nano Hazard, Iraqi's Dr. Bone, parentheses, not a porno. <laughs> oh, man, this one was tough. I kind of want to give it to um, Iraqi's Dr. Bone because the not a porno is just so funny to me. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and I want to thank you, Words, for there being six of them. Yes. This is David and Jordan's first floppy of the night. Of the night. <laughs> Oh my god, David, I can't believe we worked so hard for this oh. <laughs> They are now inserting their floppy into a guillotine to cut it in half. <laughs> and flipping uh, a coin for who gets the top. Just like that Bible story or whatever. Oh god, yeah. The best six-word summary from our community. All right, next up, we have more six-word summaries from the community. Jordan, what were your three favorite six-word summaries from the year? I had for champagne, dude rocks, makes me wish France was real. <laughs> Fuck, I nominated that too. <laughs> Such a stupid one. Geeka and Luna from Red Blade, lacking commitment retroactively makes everything filler. And for Tokyo Demon Bride Story from Riel, was this supposed to be a harem? <laughs> nice so i had the same one from dude rocks about france from fabricant 100 i had from spubby turn that fabricant into a fabricant pretty good and from rookie policewoman the laughing fool just 25 chapters from retirement that was that was on my short list yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i think we overlap so definitely i think dude rocks is taking makes it. me wish france was real it's just so it was so stupid i like I love it. Yeah. God. And then Dude Rocks has provided a speech that Dylan is going to read out loud. I'd like to thank everyone who nominated me and give a special shout out to Clovis, the king of the Franks who founded France. He's got to be one of the coolest characters in all of fiction. And lastly, I would like to say to all those listening to read Earthchild as it is truly peak manga. Yeah. Yeah. Dude rocks. Dude rocks. Woo! Rocks. Dude rocks. Rocks. Wow. The audience is starting a chant. Dude rocks. Rocks. Yeah. No. Uh. Thank you so much. 
Also, thank you, everyone. It was not easy to wind it down to a top three from this year. We had a lot of really great ones. This is Dude Rocks's first floppy of the night. Woo, Dude Rocks! All right, anyway. And then we have an extra special member of the community where we have a Tucker who always knocks it out of the park when they submit their six word summaries. So Jordan, my nominees are for Dude Retry, Interesting Setup, KO'd After One Round, Demon's Plan, Touching Friendship Story, then Jack Shit, and Tista, Japan Thinks Americans Are All Catholic. <laughs> that was a good one. So for me, Demon's Plan, I also had Touching Friendship Story and then Jack Shit. Uh, I also had Japan Thinks All Americans Are Catholic. <laughs> and then for Yinka and Luna, Boring Horse Shits Never Look So Pretty. So it's between <laughs> Demon's Plan and Tista. I think the Tista one, we started laughing after I read that one out loud. I think that's... But, yeah, that one's gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Tucker, thank you so much for all of your hard work on the show, knocking it out of the park with these six word summaries. And Tucker's also provided us a little speech as is tradition that we're going to play right now i'd like to thank the academy Woo, tucker oh my god that's amazing oh my god it's amazing tucker 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 managed to beat out himself david this is amazing <laughs> this is tucker's first floppy of the night coolest fact from maxi b Next up, along with Tucker Six for Summaries, we also get some really great facts from Maxi B. So Jordan and I, and it was not easy, went through every Maxi B fact, and we have made a list of what we think are the three coolest things we learned from Maxi B's research. So Jordan, take it off. So for Takeki Ryusei, it was uh, Google Tetsuo Hara. He looks like a fucking gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I originally had the other one, where which was actually more interesting about like the indie comic uh, yeah. label he did, but that one's just so funny to me. That one's just really good. Mm -hmm. For Cyborg Grandpa G, the fan translation was handled by Stranger Ataru for a good bunch of these chapters. He goes into the history of the translation of like this random dude who translates stuff which i thought yeah. was really interesting and then for tricks dedicated to witches the author had a secret sibling ryosuke asakura that wasn't known until 2016 what the right? fuck <laughs> that was on my short list so we actually had zero overlap mine were from tamaku cinema every single akira kurosawa reference that was in the manga yeah from Beast Children, the fact that it was actually for the first time in over 50 years once Beast Children ended, Shonen Jump did not have a sports series in the magazine. I almost picked that one too, yeah. And do you retry how there's a Shuei gang in chapter one that apparently is just a tradition that somehow we had no ideas or tradition in a ton of manga until he told us about that? Yeah, okay, this one's going to be tough. This is really tough. I honestly think the Beast Children fact is really, really fascinating that that was broke a 50 year cycle in Shonen Jump. I think I'm going to go with that one, too, because, again, that was on my short list. And I did think that that was really interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, Max B, we are giving that for your Beast Children fact. Thank you so much for that awesome research. And of course, everything you do. Uh, Max B has given us a speech that we're going to play here. Thank you for choosing my explanation of the end of an untouchable era of sports entertainment in Shonen Jump as the best bit of trivia this year. Whilst I take pride in all I do, as I should, it's nice to have something a bit more complex than I spotted all these things take the spotlight. And it doesn't get more complex than how the depressing failure of a rugby manga helped break one of the greatest genre streaks in comics. Things are, of course, better now, with Blue Box's sports light approach, MMA somehow clinging to life, uh, both the actual sport and the manga, uh, Martial Master Asami. Uh, very expensive to watch USC. And the actually brilliant Green Green Greens hopefully hitting the ground running, which would be nice, seeing as it's the self-same creator of Beast Children. A redemption arc, if you will. Anyway, trivia forever, and if it's not facts, it's... 
fiction. I, I need a catchphrase. I, well, I don't know why I'd need a catchphrase. I don't talk on this show. I just listen. This is Maxi B's second plot of the night, which they are sharing with Beast Children, which has, which has not won a floppy since right now because that was like not allowed, but we're making an exception. <laughs> nice. Best community question. All right, and then our final thing about the community, we are doing best community questions. So you can submit those in the Shonen Flop Discord and we read off our questions in our chibi episodes. Jordan, my first one is from T. Wolfwood. Choose a Shonen Flop protagonist for all the D&D classes from our Butsy Zone chibi. Magnus did nothing wrong, asks, which flop manga would have the best tie-in trading card game from our Harrisburg episode? Mm. And Dank Shredda said, if you could get a famous manga cut to work on Marvel or DC, who would you pick? And that was from our Do Retry episode. So we had no overlap here nice for mine were from zz digital rank the straw hats on how good they would be helping you oh move. yeah that was this that was a short list one for yeah. me red blade rename a manga you like as a light novel and rename a flop manga of your choice as a light novel title and then staghorn you can go back in time and give a one second command or bit of advice to the creator of a flop in order to save it from being a flop oh uh, what do you choose what do you say i like that one because it was i was just like red hood don't listen to your editor <laughs> is there one that you feel really passionate about? Right, the Straw Hats. And how well they would help you move. And who is that from? Yeah, uh, that was from ZZ Digital. Well, I can't say no to a great guy like that. Let's give it to ZZ Digital, who has provided us a short speech here. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, mortals, for voting for me in these floppies. I am now one step closer to world domination. So thank you graciously. One day I'll actually read One Piece, and that way it won't just be something I can say, oh yeah, I remember watching that on 4Kids, and, you know, actually talk to you guys about it. So thanks again. See you next year. The audience is now going zzzz, which is like... And falling asleep. Sleep Goodman. Sleep Goodman, yes. Yes, Sleep Goodman. This is ZZ Digital's first floppy of the night, I believe. Did they win This is ZZ Digital's first floppy of the night. Best episode cover art. <laughs> Next up, we have best episode cover art. I want to give a big shout out to Merlyle for all of her fantastic work that she does on the show. Jordan, I think this is one that we already know is going to win. But just for the sake of it, I nominated Takeki Ryusei, Shonen Shoujo, and Ichigoku's Under Control. How about you? I nominated Shonen Shoujo, Nika Wappa, which was the fucking end of Evangelion. Evangelion one, yeah. And Metallica Metaluka, which was, of course, a parody of Kill Em All by Metallica. But. Uh, it's Shonen Shoujo. <laughs> that was the fucking 10 out of 10. It's Shonen Shoujo. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Murph, for that awesome Thank art. You. Thank you so much for a while. Oh, my God. This is Shonen Shoujo's first floppy of the night. I'm going to forget how many floppies certain ones have won, and you're just going to have to deal with it, listener. Most Ambitious Series. Next up, we have Most Ambitious. This is the series that maybe didn't meet all its ambition, but certainly actually tried and did not phone it in with its idea. So, Jordan, who did you nominate? I nominated Shonen Shoujo because say what you will, I've never read a manga like that. That was, yeah, they, that, no one makes that manga to try and make money off of making it. Stars? Because as shitty as it was, I thought they were, like, trying to do something that could potentially be interesting. And Takeki Ryusei, because it tried to do this weird spiritual self-help thing about, like, starting merchant, Japanese merchant things all over the world. Like, it tried to do yeah. Metal Gear Solid Five. It was weird. Uh, how about you, David? <laughs> 
My nominees were Tricks Dedicated to Witches, Dude Retry, and Shonen Shoujo. And I know we have an overlap, but I, I honestly think, though, that Tricks Dedicated to Witches, like the sheer amount of research and effort he had to put into creating a single chapter of that manga, because he actually was making sure all of the magic, like all the magic tricks actually worked in real life. Like I, I just you could tell that half of his time was probably just doing research to create that series. You know what? Out of my sheer hatred of Shonen Shoujo, I'm going to give it to Tricks Dedicated to Witches. Just because fuck Shonen Shoujo. Yeah. This is Tricks Dedicated to Witches' first floppy of the night. Oh my god, oh my god! Craziest ending. I thought we had a shoe in for this, but Jordan's point out that we have two strong contenders for this award, which is Craziest Ending, where I had Fabricate 100, Ichikoki's Under Control, in Nanohazard. <laughs> How about you, Jordan? I had Nanohazard, Fabricate 100, and Champagne, where it turns out the girl's a fucking angel. Yeah, <laughs> it's also true. I really thought Fabricant 100 was going to win this, but you point out everyone just dies at the end of Nanohazard. Everyone dies in Nanohazard, and then we go billions of years in the future, and then go millions of years in the past for some fucking reason. And then one statue has still survived after over a, like, what, over a billion years or something? I gotta give it to Nanohazard. That's insane. Yeah, it's like the fire punch ending. So yeah, uh, we're giving it to Nanohazard. This is Nanohazard's first win of the night. Worst series to write a plot summary for. Sorry, Jordan. I mean, it's Nanohazard. <laughs> it's just Nanohazard. I'm sorry. That plot summary was so long. I had to fit so many things in there. Yeah, that's true. Like another one I had considered was stars because so much of it was a waste of time. I had to figure out what not to include. Yeah, but it was Nanohazard. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I actually did nominate Nanohazard, but you know better than me which ones suck. I also nominated Ginkgo and Luna because, again, it completely wasted your time with a lot of the things you had to write yeah, about. Yeah. But I'm fine giving Nanohazard, which is <laughs> second win of the night. It's Nanohazard. I'm sorry. This is Nanohazard's second win of the night. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even a knock on Nanohazard because the reason was because so much of it mattered. Biggest waste of time. Next up, we have a similar award, which is Biggest Waste of Time. This is a series that maybe wasn't confusing, wasn't crazy, but after you read it, you're like, what was the fucking point of the majority <laughs> of the things I, I was reading? And I actually nominated Shodan Jojo, Champagne, and Harrisburg and Mirror World, where all these series just very severely dirtled for pretty much their entire plot. So for me, I'm surprised you didn't nominate this, because to me, this was like clearly stars. Yeah. Because there was so much text, and then none of it mattered. Like, here's the thing. You can argue that more of it mattered than some of the... Well, I had Stars, Demon's Plan, and Champagne. Yeah. But the thing about Stars is it was so much of a slog and took up so much of my fucking time to get through. <laughs> like, Demon's Plan, there was no ending. So it was yeah. like, why did you do this? And Champagne, just again, yeah. It was a point of Champagne, though, to be like that. Complete fucking waste of time. But they didn't spend as much time as Stars did to me. Fair. All right, we'll give it to Stars. Woo! This is Stars. Second award of the night. And the, the audience is actually more quiet than you would think because they hate... They're trying to remember what happened in Stars. They hate Stars. <laughs> yeah, fuck the sun. Hardest title to pronounce. All right, next up, we have Hardest Title to Say, a.k.a. the Aliens Arena Award. Um, So, Jordan, I nominated Aliens Arena, Aliens Area, and Aliens Arena 64. 
I had nominated Aliens Arena 64, Harrisburg and Mirror World, and Glinka and uh, Gluna. Not stars? Stars was up there. Yeah, standards, I think you mean. Uh, but the thing, but it's Aliens Arena because the thing about Aliens Arena is just a Aliens Area. Aliens Arena isn't even the series' actual name. It is Aliens Area. The thing that's magic about that is that the words are not hard to read. You know what the words are, but it doesn't fucking matter because you won't call it Aliens Area. You will call it Aliens Arena. It's like Bal- Balan Wonder World instead of Balan's Wonderland. And it's like, wait, why, why, why did you not name it that? Yeah, no, it's just like, I don't even know how it does this, but it's like, doesn't matter if you know what it is. You're just going to mispronounce it. This was Aliens Arena 64's first floppy of the night. Most forgettable series. All right, and then next up, we have a series uh, that, what was this category about? Oh, yeah, right. It was Most Forgettable (laughs) Series. So, Jordan, what did you nominate for this category? I nominated Tista, Champagne, and Demon's Plan. I nominated Tista, Amalgam of Distortion, and Demon's Plan. I think we remember Champagne because we just make fun of it too much. Yeah. And that's the problem is if you're, it's rememberable for that. If I had to write down every manga we read this year, very high chance I would have forgotten to include Tista on my list. I agree. The only thing I remember about that is Artie because it was so stupid. But like, I remember yeah. a lot more about Demon's Plan than Tista. Because that's no ending and it has a good first chapter. Yeah. <laughs> so we're giving it to Tista. Yeah! This is Tista's second win of the night. This is like their first real award. The last one was kind of a half award. Whatever, it's going to say technically their second award of the night. Um, actually. <laughs> Most fan fiction potential. Next up, we have a award that I think is a lot of fun to talk about, just like the series where we have most fanfic potential, a.k.a. the longest or most in-depth where it could have gone section. So, Jordan, I nominated Cyborg Grandpa G, Tricks Dedicated Witches, and Tamaku Cinema. So I actually nominated Amalgam of Distortion. Interesting. Fabricant 100 and Nikawapa. And I'm now realizing I cannot justify Amalgam Distortion at all. <laughs> yeah, I feel good about my choices. Is there any you're really passionate about winning? Uh, Fabricant is the closest one I have. I think Tricks Dedicated, which is, I remember we spent a long time just talking, and which is crazy because the author gave up, ran out of ideas, but there were so many interesting ideas. Like there's never an arc where he gets sick. They never talk about different types of magic tricks. They never talk about how to detect fakery. There's just a lot of interesting areas, especially as the technology developed in the setting that I think the series could have been a lot of fun. I agree. I'm actually not sure why I didn't nominate Tricks Dedicated to Witches. Then let's give it to Tricks Dedicated to Witches. This is Tricks Dedicated to Witches second. Floppy of the night. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's so exciting! Favorite chapter featured on Chainsaw Minute. And then next up, we have another mini podcast called The Chainsaw Minute where we read Chainsaw Man. And so we're going to talk about what was our favorite chapter of this year. This one was tough. This one was yes. fucking hard. I reread every chapter we covered this year. Nice. So my nominees were 137, Choo Choo Lovely Moony Moony Moonamuna, where Denji is in the room getting attacked by people while she's singing. 149, Devil's Choice. This is the one where um, Denji has to convince Nayuta not to be evil, and then he gives her like a big hug at the right. end, and it was really cute. And you're like, how much do I love you? This much. And he's like, how much do you love me? This much. And you're like, oh, that's really cute. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably just for that last page. <laughs> page why I nominated it. 
and 117 penguin in weapon. That one was good. Where she buys it and then the Infinity Devils, you can't buy an aquarium for $40,000. What the fuck are you doing? And then Denji finds a penguin. Very important. Yes, and he yeah, hangs out with a penguin. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, what were your nominees? Mine were uh, no overlap here. Kill Building, where Denji gets the Super Chainsaw Man bike and proceeds to like destroy a bunch of buildings and then jump into a the Justice Devil's giant vagina thing. My next one was 125 Apple Thief, which, well, as we know, is where Denji attacks the Falling Devil for stealing an apple. And the last one is 140 Scales, where we see the inside of the uh chainsaw man church and we see like we, we get like a bunch of great things like we find out that um the chainsaw man church thinks that like there's like a bunch of lasers making adults stupid <laughs> we see the chainsaw pews we see like the diegetic gutters the diegetic gutters and then we meet barum who makes his appearance and threatens denji so, Jordan, you sound more passionate about this. Is there one, I don't know if any of mine where you think now would have been good, but is there any that you're really passionate about being the best chapter? So the issue with doing this is that a lot of the chapters, it's more like four chapter runs yeah. that I could nominate. It wasn't like last year where just that one moment with like Yuko just blew everything away. Yeah. It's more just like, yeah, this section of chapters was amazing. But of these, I got to go with 140 scales. Oh, uh, man, I don't know. I fucking that aquarium chapter with Infinity Devil and then Denji finds a penguin and hugs it. And it's then he's really like, good. will you go out on it's a really date good. with me? That was a really great and really important chapter. I'm willing to give it to that because that was also on my short list. I almost picked that one. All right. So let's do it and see now if we prove we don't have a recency bias. Woo! Yeah! This is Chainsaw Man's first floppy of the night. And it's the only, only one because it is not a flop even remotely. Best series. Speaking, though, of great series, we now have best series. Jordan, what were your nominees? Uh, my nominees were Tricks Dedicated to Witches, Fabricate yep. 100, and Nanohazard. Wow. <laughs> the exact same nominees. <laughs> I mean, it's Tricks Dedicated to it's, Witches, yeah, right? Yeah, Tricks Dedicated to Witches. <laughs> tricks Dedicated to Witches, which wasn't even technically a flop. The guy just decided to stop. He just quit. <laughs> he just he was just like, I'm done here. Yep. What would you have given it over Nanohazard or Fabricant? It's really tough. I probably would have given it to Fabricant, but it's close. I, I don't know. Yeah. This is Tricks Dedicated to Witches' third floppy of the night. Oh my god, it's walking away with it! It's walking away with them! It just made the floppy disappear. How'd it do that? Whoa! Holy shit, that's some demon magic, David. Whoa. Worst series. And then in contrast to us reading a very good series, we read a lot of... Actually, we didn't read any true, true dog shit, but we still read some garbage this year. Yes, so we, we have Worst Series. I nominated Metallica Metaluka, Do Retry in Demon's Plan. I nominated Metallica Metaluka, Ginka and Luna, and Shonen Chojo. But I think this is Metallica Metaluka. Metallica was both poorly written and poorly drawn. And a complete ripoff. <laughs> Oh, yeah, God, remember I just quoted the plot to Hunter Hunter as my guesses and that was completely right. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was uh, that was bad. That was really shitty. That was like almost Zon level shit. Yeah, that was probably the only truly terrible thing we read this year because at least Shonen Shoujo had very, very good art. Same with Genke and Luna. Yeah. All right. Well, this is Metallica Metallica's first floppy of the night. The best 
Worst Series. And following that, we have, I think, one of my favorite awards, Best Worst Series, where this is a series that was bad, but we had fun reading it. Yeah. And so, Jordan, I nominated Ichigoki's Under Control, Takeki Ryusei, and Cyborg Grandpa G. I nominated Shonen Shoujo, Do Retry, and Demon's Plan. I really thought you were going to nominate Cyborg Grandpa G. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Cyborg Grandpa G is that it kind of has one joke, but yeah, Shonen Jojo is fucking insane the <laughs> whole is, way. It like, is cr- fucking crazy. Like, to me, Best Worst Series is a series that's just absolutely nuts. Like, The Room, where it's just like, you can't predict what it's going to do. What about, <laughs> is that also Ichigoki's under control where they have to go find magical testicles and it turns into a Dragon Ball Z parody and has a bunch of times, it has a diegetic time skip. But it's also really hard to have best worst when it's a comedy. Oh, that's true. Because a bad comedy just winds up being lame. Yeah. Whereas Shota Shoujo was so fucking serious. Like, yeah. it just failed. As Peter Griffin said, Shonen Shoujo insists upon itself. I don't know what that means, but yes. I don't either, but it sounds it sounds like a fair criticism. Thank you, Peter Griffin, the family guy. Ah, uh, no problem. That didn't sound that like... That was your Peter I Griffin, huh? Uh, hey, 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 it's Fat Albert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow, that's what um, Peter Griffin... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, so we'll give it to Shonen Shoujo. Ah, how many Shonen Shoujo? This is Shonen Shoujo's second win of the night. Best episode. And then our final award of the year is best episode. And then Jordan, what were your nominees for this year? So I had Shonen Shoujo with Crimson Rogue, Takeki Ryusei with Bumbles McFumbles, and Nanohazard with Shen. Nice. I nominated Amalgam Distortion with Dingo from Crater Scoob and Shag, Butsy Zone featuring Andy's Islands, and Shonen Shoujo featuring Crimson Rogue. I think we got to give it to Shonen Shoujo then. Yeah, I think Crimson Rogue was a great guest. I do want to say, though, that Dingo, awesome person. We play One Piece with them. It was great meeting them. Butsu Zone was great with all of Andy's fun facts. But I think Crimson Rogue just, oh, man, Crimson Rogue just had the time of their life talking about Shonen Shoujo. Oh, my God. He, I mean, it was so cool to have, like, a literary reviewer on the show, and he fucking killed it. And he, like, compared Shonen Shoujo, I think, to, like, Fight Club or something. <laughs> It was really good. I, I loved that episode. All right. So we're going to give it to Shonen Shoujo featuring Crimson Rogue. Crimson Rogue has sent us a speech that we're going to read off now. It was fun to be part of the Shonen Flop discussion, reading an obscure manga I'd never heard of before. This is a pretty cool channel, and I was up against some stiff competition for best guest speaker in recorded history, but I'm happy to accept the award over everyone else. Maybe if the other guests had bribed the judges like I did, they would have had a better chance in winning. And Crimson Rogue, thank you so much for being an awesome guest. It was a ton of fun. It definitely means we got to get you back for a piece of Patreon content sometime soon. Absolutely, dude. Love to have you on. That was great. This was Crimson Rogue's first floppy of the night and last floppy because it is the final award. <laughs> well, it's okay. Um, the, this is the work of a Shonen Shoujo. And it goes to Shonen Shoujo, I guess, technically. Which was his third win of the night. This is Shonen Shoujo's third win of the fucking night. Whatever. Fuck Shonen Shoujo. Who cares about Shonen Shoujo? <laughs>
Also, Dylan, our wonderful editor, has their Editor's Choice Award, which they're going to read off right now for their favorite episode. The Editor's Choice Award goes to Demon's Plan with to Snakerer. Jordan, to take it from the top, we're going to read off. So we have from Biggest Jump in Quality, we have Fabricate 100, Biggest Drop, Takeki Ryusei, Sora of the Year, Kako from Kako and the False Detective, Best Parent, Maxi B, or Best Fictional Parent is the Dad from Stars, Best Art is Takeki Ryusei, Worst Art is Do Retry, Most Annoying Character is Onji Haruki, the... Uh, uh, groping guy from Rookie Police Woman. Mm-hmm. Best host six word summary goes to both of us. Hey. Best community six word summary is from Dude Rocks. Best Tucker six word summary is from Tista. Best Maxi B fact was from Beast Children. Best community question was from ZZ Digital. Best episode cover art was from our Shonen Shoujo episode. Most ambitious was Tricks Dedicated to Witches. Craziest ending was Nano Hazard. Worst serious write a plot summary for was also Nano Hazard. Yep. Biggest waste of time was Stars. Hardest title to say was Aliens Arena, aka 64. Aliens Area. AKA- yes, Aliens Arena 64. <laughs> you gotta do. That. Most forgettable series was Tista. Most fanfic potential was Trix Dedicated to Witches. Best Chainsaw Man chapter was chapter 117, Penguin and Weapon. Best series was Trix Dedicated to Witches. Worst series was Metallica Metallica. Best worst series was Shonen Shoujo. And our episode of the year was also Shonen Shoujo featuring Crimson Rogue. You know, I'm now realizing that maybe Metallica Metaluka should have been... Uh... Hardest uh, title to hardest say. Hardest title actually. to say because, because you I have, said it wrong every time. You have never pronounced that title right, David. All right, honorary, honorary award. And Dylan, also thank you so much for all of your hard work on the show. Yes, thank you so much. And then Jordan, along with a bunch of winners, I want to say some more winners, which are our patrons, where you get a ton of awesome perks, including early access to episodes, exclusive episodes, and being able to listen to our warm-up audio. Starting with our Dolphin Dads, we have Glormac, Please Bruise My Esophagus, Sean Pye, and Rachel, my wonderful wife. She took me to the movies, and we had some pizza, and that was a good time. Moving on down to the Ravioli tier, where Ravioli did something super silly, where I came home, and she destroyed one of her toys, and she knows to go in her cage when she's bad, but she couldn't because the door was shut, so you know what? she did jordan what did she do she jumped on the couch and turned around and faced the wall because she didn't <laughs> want to look at me <laughs> and so we have chris eva karate chopsticks t and trevor schechner thank you all so much we then have our king of the forest where we have zero nine zero z bandit stoof my girlfriend chad mason jacob andrew galloway kirby Mont, marty max baker sarah hydra sean you sound like you need a blowjob you never answer the question Jesus Christ. <laughs> and Tommy Boy. And I want to give a big thank you to our Galactic Ball Federation officers and our Beast Children. We really could not keep the show going without your wonderful support. David, do you think that Anime Out of Context gets patrons uh, asking for dirty things from us because we get all these dirty names wanting to do things for people who are not even on our fucking podcast? I don't think so, <laughs> but... Dylan, feel free to add in any insights you have on this topic. Not yet, but you've opened up the floodgates, so I expect to hear quite a bit from both podcasts here in the coming weeks. Maybe Sean's just sexier. God, he's just a stud of a man. Yeah. Thank you all. We will catch you in the new year. Stay tuned for our episode on Smokey BB. Oh, yeah. Smokey baby. Anyway, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the floppies, everybody. Woo! Oh, my God. Bye. It's been another year. Another award. <laughs> oh, my God. Another award show. There has not been a slap tonight. Woo! Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Oh, my God. We'll see you next year. <laughs> I love you all. This has been Jordan. This has been David. And you're listening to show to flop. Oh! Oh! Keep on flopping flappers! Bye! Bye.